This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. 40 Minutes and Counting, Eric Lee Show, Richard Community College's Courtney Carson, every Tuesday. Brought to you by Earth Mover Credit Union. Every Tuesday, we get a chance to chat with somebody from the Park District. And it's always fun when our uh, our favorite Scotsman joins the fray, Colin Bonner. Colin Bonner! What's going on? Eric Lee, how are you, sir? Uh, we're doing fantastic. How, how are you? How are you how, how's it going at 40 years old, mate? <laughs> Not too bad. I'm uh, <laughs> just caught with you then, yeah? I don't know what that one was. I didn't hear. I didn't catch that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how you been? Uh, not too bad. Keeping pretty quiet, but um, yeah, uh, soccer's still kind of trucking along. What can you do? We can do mostly everything. Okay. Um, since you're since uh, you're doing it against each other, is that is that the plan? Is that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, out- outdoor season in the fall was kind of strange because you know we didn't travel out of state, we didn't we didn't travel anywhere really. Oh, we just yeah. uh, did kind of inter scrimmaging, and but we managed to keep the kids outside, you know, keep them mentally active and physically mm-hmm. active, and keep them going that way. Um, so that was good. We managed to do something in the fall. Did the um, did the high school kids, then, the high school boys that would normally be out, were they able to come? Did you find something for them to do? Yeah, good. Um, That's yeah, cool. IHSA kind of canceling, and then. I guess rescheduling the season till the spring. They had nothing for the fall, so we kind of stepped up and offered some training. Uh, so we had over uh, well about eighty, yeah, about eighty high school boys were out training with us no in kidding. the fall. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, got them out there training again. I, I can't lack of you know scrimmages and games, but at least they were training and staying fit. And, I mean, is that you know, is that how many high school boys you have in the spring anyway? Uh, we were down a few, uh, okay. based on what we usually have in the spring, but gotcha. for, for the fall, when we don't ever usually have them, you know, we were kind of surprised by how many, um, how many kids came out and wanted to do something. So that was great. I mean, it tells you, 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 these, the, the kids mostly get better competition within club anyway than high school. Yeah. Are, are, are you an anti-high school guy? You know, I, I know you, you no, want them, no, to, not at all. I know you no. want them to play if it's there, but, but if, yeah. if they were playing club only, could they get? A better experience, I guess, or more prepped for college. I don't know. Is there is there is there positives to high school? Yeah, there's definitely a trend to to club soccer now being uh, the kind of avenue that these kids want to go through to be seen. You know, there's a lot more college coaches going to you know the club showcases as yeah. opposed to the high school games, which well, it's just kind of inevitable. There's just a higher um, level of performing player there. Look how many um, more kids they can see. Just like basketball, I think basketball's gone to this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but the but the high school um, season there's still a need for that. You know, there's still there's some quality players. You get your high school pride. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot more people will go and watch a high school game than they will a club game. You know, mm. uh, in terms of spectators, there's a there's that element to it, and a lot of people, a lot of the boys and girls, love playing for their high school, and rightly so. I think that's a, a kind of big part of their, um, you know, high school, you know. Yeah, career, I guess, you know, you're right. But if, if if things change, I think they enjoy playing for the high school because they're playing with the friends they've grown up playing with for the most part. If if that life was a little different, they'd probably enjoy club more because if they grew up playing, you're probably we're probably starting to see. I bet there's some kids that say they enjoy club more because they've been playing with with you guys for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been here so you've been here. You've got a how many years have you been here now, Colin? I'm going to be my tenth year, into yeah. my tenth year. Yeah, you're almost through like a whole cycle of a kid that may have started as a four year old that's going to be here through high school. It's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, these kids tell me they're driving or they've got a job <laughs> or they're doing this. I'm like, no, you're not. You're do you do you, do you remember a bunch uh, of them as four and five year olds? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's I'm cool. A lot of them coming through. 
Um, and that's you're right. That's the beauty of what we offer. I think is you know we've got on our special on our high school teams. You know we've got kids from you know Springfield area, the Champaign area, you know Charleston, Arcola, Tuscola, Decatur, obviously, and and kind of mixed together. You know, so you talk about having your school friends, of course, with your high school, but then you you kind of branch off and you've got all mm-hmm. this this group of new friends, you know, and new family, not just the players, the parents too. You know, yeah. they kind of branch off and meet people, and it's a very um, I don't know, it's a social thing as well. So a lot of them enjoy that. I'm really only getting to that. I just feel like we have a, we always have we'll have a good set of soccer players and boys and girls, and then we'll have somebody unbelievable, and they're still not D1. So like. I think that's why I'm I'm down on on high school. I mean, and and, and trust me, I I like three or four. We got great programs with great coaches around here, but it's like, how do we get them to that next level? Michaela Harder's not even D one. She was unbelievably dominant. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like I'm wondering is yeah. is the club kid the way to go that you start getting Division one college paid for kind of kids? And and Michaela got a scholarship. She went to D two, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, we're um you know the area that we have. You know, this the scope that we have. We're, we're sending our kids. We've just had another recruit uh, or another player uh, commit to D2 uh, this week, uh, Vince Kester. Um, and I think over the period, you know, that I've been here, I think we've maybe had one or two D- D1 players. I think Davis Wegman was a, one, a D1 player. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what we're finding is we're getting a lot of our kids that are maybe taking the step up from, mm-hmm. you know, after they kind of come through mid-state, what's, is there another step to get? to get there and a lot of them are going to what's called developmental academies which okay. are through the club and this mm. is kind of a new thing that's kind of swept through the last 10-15 years I guess and one of our players uh, Sam Moore who is probably one of the, the most talented hard working players we've had in the club he actually signed with Columbus Crew uh, wow. just, a couple, just a couple of months ago um, and that was so that's an MLS academy so what happens is he goes down and plays with the under 17 team and he's even trained and played with the under-19 team. So the next step for him is, you know, can he break through, you know, in a couple of years maybe to the MLS team, you know. Um, so that's a route that a lot of our kids are taking, which, you know, you could compare that to D1 level, you know, in terms of the, you know, kind of exposure. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. going to be a professional player, you know. So um, although we don't necessarily have that, you know, as many go in D1, um, it's, it's also the experience of, of what D2 and D3 and whatever else, NAIA or JUCO, whatever that provides, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's still a high-level talent, whichever, you know, Michaela Harder's a D1 player in my, you know. Yeah. And, and you think, about, you know, she went D2, no mm. problem. Um, yeah. There's a lot of other uh, D2 players are, are going D2, but could they play D1? Yeah. It, yeah, Nothing and part of it, that. and we saw this, we saw this with football. We went through a dry spell with football. We went through one with basketball, but now they're, they're both back. I mean, we we've had a lot of Division One basketball kids. Yeah. That I think if you're if you're not an area that draws the scouts here, then a lot of times those kids will will fall through the cracks and they could have gone D one, but they end up going to a better quality D two program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we were seeing that with football. Only maybe it was D three by then because there's not that many D two programs around here. Um, you know, the, the difference between a, a very good Division three team and a and a uh, a not as popular Division One Eastern Illinois who doesn't mm-hmm. win a whole lot of games. They have their good seasons every now and then. Or um, I don't know, uh, Northern Illinois is, is is better than than Eastern, but you know sometimes they're they're not that great right now. Mm-hmm. But the the difference between that and a, and a very good Division Three player isn't that different. So maybe it's kind of like that in soccer because we haven't had four or five to help attract and make this a Division One area. So, yeah, yeah. And as it's, uh, you know, Central Illinois, uh, there is a, there's a lot of talent here. 
Um, yeah. And we obviously have our Decatur players, but we also draw from other areas. And then they sometimes kind of go through a, a kind of pathway through the, um, you know, kind of like with if we join forces with other clubs, you know, within Central Illinois, we kind of do these, um, you know, teams, especially in high school. You know, it gives them a better chance because then you can go to maybe a, a higher level tournament and maybe a college coach, you know, comes along because they see the name um, that's maybe got Illinois in it as opposed to Decatur, you know? Yeah, um, So they sometimes get spotted a little bit easier that way. And that's, we, so we have those supplemental uh, programs as well that they can branch off of Mid-State as well. So yeah. I think that helps too. That's cool. I believe Mid-State is one of the highlights for Decatur, Illinois, man. Absolutely. What, what's the secret sauce to your program? My son, Christian, and my other son, Cree, was at a different program, but since they be- become Mid-State kid soccer players, They've their game just elevated, man. They really enjoy going to practice and really enjoy being out there on the field. So what what's your what's your secret sauce, man? Why is your program so good? The accent. The accent. Yeah, you got yeah, a yeah, nice yeah. accent. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I've been here just yeah. listening to his accent. <laughs> hey, can you check can you uh flip it and, and, and sound more American if you how is oh, it yeah. easy for you to do that? He does a good yeah, white girl. He does a good do white girl. Do I, I lose a lot of kids. They all leave the program, so I can't do that. <laughs> um, no, I, I yeah, I, I've seen your kids in there, Courtney. That's awesome. We're, we're, we're pleased they're in there and enjoying themselves. But you've hit the nail on the head. They enjoy it, and that is the key right there. Because as soon as they come into the program, we want coaches with personality, and we don't even really necessarily care about the sport of soccer. It's just have the kids in there enjoying it, and and not make it seem like work or make mm-hmm. it seem like something extra. Just have fun and want them to come back. And as they come back and come back and come back, you know, it might be for the personality of a coach or it might be they just enjoy running or it may be for the, the love of the game, but they develop it over time. Uh, and the more they enjoy it, the more they come back, the more they're going to, you know, develop into good soccer players. So, yeah. um, when, do you, then, when do you start getting into feeling a little bit like work? Is that a junior high or is that high school? Well, like I say, it's this. Probably in the it's probably in the high school age. Um, we're certainly pushing a lot of the kids, even at twelve, thirteen, fourteen, to yeah. to maybe higher level tournaments. Um, you know, once we actually yeah, and it depends what teams they join. Yeah, if they get travel mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, and you will have it with some of the younger teams too. We just don't want to push too early. You know, it's, it's very much it's, it's you, you ease into it. Um, Burnout's so a real thing. 10, 11, mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it gets to eleven, eleven stage, eleven v eleven stage, which is uh, when they become 12, 13 years old of age, you know, U13, you're on the big field. You're on the field that the professionals are on, you know, so, mm. uh, or the same size field. So uh, it becomes a little bit more serious then, but it, it's still, you know, we have a lot of multi-sport athletes, which is great. Uh, it's great for their development to do that. Uh, and it's so it's not necessarily a, a soccer-only geared team. Uh, once we get into the high school age, it's a little bit different, you know, because we... Um, we are pushing a little bit more because a lot of these kids do want to maybe get a scholarship or, or go on into to do something with soccer. So yeah, I would say probably in the middle of kind of junior high age, yeah, for sure. What other sports help a young kid become a good soccer player? Is it just is it just endurance sports like running? No, I would say basketball has a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of hockey players back in the day. They said hockey was really good for. Mm. Um, it's very similar, you know, with the movements. Anything with um, that little bit of hip bumping, right? I guess you know. Yeah. It, football yeah, may yeah. be too much, but I'm sure football can help a kid too. But uh, oh no, for sure. Yeah. Um, just a lot more short, kind of sporadic, you know, bursts in football. You know, that's going to help. Exactly. Um, swimming helps for sure. We've had a lot of cross country and track 
kids. That's probably our most popular like combined sport with soccer would be would be one of those. But but that's not necessarily soccer. You know, you do need to be fit, but you know, you can you can still have a good skill base and, and be really good at soccer. You know, we can, you can get more physically fit later as you, as you kind of uh, get a little bit more serious. You know, we just want that technical aspect. Yeah. You know, early. You know, so we can kind of build on it. I'm sure lacrosse would help a kid too. That's a growing sport, oh, and especially oh yeah. with the part too, Yeah. What do you got coming up that, that you'd like to talk about? I think I steered you away from what we were going to chat about. It. You got a three, three, yeah. a three v three. Um, we've got we've got a lot of things going on. Um, the, the thing I kind of want to mention is that we obviously are aware of the aware. We're obviously in, in the pandemic right now, so we're very um, cognizant of all the, the kind of guidelines that we have to follow and mm-hmm. we want to follow. Um, so we are at the indoor sports centre. We are at the disc. Um, it's we have uh, some indoor stuff on the Monday night, which is kind of like missile. What we have outdoor season. Okay. Um, we bring that inside. Uh, we also have little critters, which little is critters. Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday. I know you want me to say that program as many times as um, possible. <laughs> yeah. So we've got that as well. We have goalkeeping training, uh, which hmm. is great for the kind of socially distance portion of it. Um, we have total performance training as well, which is just kind of like speed and agility with the soccer ball. And then we have some kind of 4v4 games, kind of scrimmages as well for the high school kids, for the club kids, even for the adults as well. Um, but the key com- uh, component here is everything is limited. Everything is small rosters, you know, small uh, numbers of players on teams um, to limit the kind of, you know, the possible spread of the virus. Um, we are kind of sanitizing between sessions. We have a one-way system within the disc, uh, which is new, which is really good for avoiding kind of groups congregating. You know, we have a kind of staggered lineup of when a group comes in and when the next group uh, leaves. Um, so we have all those kind of guidelines um, in place. And then obviously um, the kind of mask wearing as well, which is which is mandatory, you know, for spectators and for and for players, um, and then there's a spectator limit as well. So I think we're doing all we can to make sure that we can continue, you know, offering things for the kids because we have had a great turnout, um, and we know the, the kids and the, the parents need to get out and get, you know, some mental and physical health um, going. Um, yeah. So we want to provide that, but we obviously want to make sure we're being safe and that we are doing all we can to, to make sure they're not, we're kind of limiting the, the, the chance of exposure. So uh, we do have a, it is a lot different from what you might normally expect, you know, from being an indoor facility. But um, every program that we have had, we have still managed to offer in some capacity uh, for this for this winter. Gotcha. And uh, midstatesoccer.com is the website, or they can give you a call where? Uh, we can call it at the disc, uh, 429 disc. Uh, the website has a lot of information. Um, we got a Facebook page which has which is really it's updated a lot. So Facebook gotcha. is probably one of our go to uh, spots as well. And then you can ask questions on there, and people hear back from you too. So they do, yeah, good deal. Hey, how, how's, how's how's your parents? How's the pandemic in Scotland? Mm. It's uh, very similar to here. Um, I think the my, my my sister and my brother in law actually were diagnosed uh, with COVID nineteen, uh, as was my best friend. Um, they have since recovered. Um, just kind of like a loss of, you know, the sense of smell and taste, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so they're they're kind of back at it. The schools are still in session, um, but they're really it, it's very similar to here. But I just think the approach from the government in Scotland has been, um, I wouldn't say harsh, but there's just there, it's just more of a lockdown feel. You know, gotcha. it's kind of like a mm. but they're school. They're on right now. 
you know. So, but but they're in school. They're in classrooms. They are. I think they they wow. kind of view school as just the the priority of for you know for society that has to go on. Gotcha. Um, but they, I mean, there's a lot of things that you cannot do. Um, I think the bars and restaurants and things have kind of scaled back dramatically. They might even be all closed right now. Um, closing the bars so, in Scotland. That's that's. <laughs> That's right. a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. Um, and then I think everybody's missing, it's like everybody here, it's like the sporting events and, you know, yeah. concerts and different things. You just, there's just no way to get back into that right now. So, sure. Um, yeah, it's, mm. it's very similar, but I'm kind of keeping an eye on all that over there too, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it makes sense. you got to watch that as closely as you watch here. So, well, you're doing great. Yeah. Keep it up. It's great talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate I, it. i got to hear you change your accent real quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a maybe a, a little critters or a, a missile session. We'll that he's saying little critters. That. It's the greatest thing he's ever said. They created this program for, uh-huh. for like the the youngest kids, and it's little critters. Little critters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to be, be careful. We don't scare the kids off, so we can't say it too harshly. You know, <laughs> little critters. Little critters. Exactly. You're gonna scare them all away. <laughs> all right, Colin. Great stuff. We appreciate it. Nice to talk to you, Colin. Yep. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.